0: what's going on getting magnetic fam it's finance friday our goal with this series is to build your financial literacy as we head into a recession so you can not only be prepared but you can thrive through this recession and beyond and the best thing we're going to put sophisticated topics into layman's terms so everyone can understand it you're going to learn everything about money they don't teach you in school so you can build your money mindset and skills and build that life of your dreams now let's get to the episode What's going on, my people? Welcome to Finance Friday, second episode. Uh, We're going live right now on Facebook and it's actually Thursday. So if you're watching Finance Friday live right now, you're kind of in the future. That's pretty epic. We're in the matrix, right? Anyways, I'm excited for today's topic. This is the second Finance Friday episode and you heard the intro. This is where we're gonna understand, we're gonna build our financial literacy in this series. We're gonna build our money mindset, our, our skills, And really everything that it takes that they don't teach you in typical schooling or they don't teach you. I got my master's in finance. I didn't learn how to build wealth or how to make money. I learned how to make money within a job as an employee. That's about it. That's a whole nother Finance Friday topic. But today we're going to cover the stock market. And specifically, I want to go over a strategy, dollar cost averaging, that I that I use and I think is super smart. I am no stock market like guru or pro investor. I actually The stock market is a part of a diversified portfolio, but people don't get rich in the stock market, but we're going to cover that. Um, I'm going to disclaim that this whole series, I'm not giving you financial advice. I'm just giving you information. I'm telling you what I do, what you choose to go to do with that information is totally up to you. So no suing me like, Wade told me to do this. Also, I'm going to also disclaim, I just got like dentist. I was just at the dentist and the left side of my mouth is numb. So it probably looks funny on video. I think I sound okay, but it feels so weird. I feel like I'm like slurring every word. Anyways, that that's not going to stop me, right? We're still going to put out content. We're going to serve you guys, the people, you guys, you know, my goal is for you guys to learn about financial literacy. And so you can take your finances and your wealth building into your own hands and become wealthy if that's a goal of yours. So, Last week, we covered the five to thrive in a recession. If you haven't heard it, go back and take a listen. Finance Friday, five to thrive during a recession. The first was mindset and financial literacy, growing your financial mindset, your financial literacy. This series is going to do just that. Two, pay yourself first. Paying yourself first is what wealthy people do. Three. And you got to go back and listen to understand what that is. I'm going to bring that back into this episode. But three, spend less than you make, obviously. Print out statements, go through all the things. Four, make your money work for you. Invest. So one. We're going to talk about one vehicle today, the stock market. And five, understand taxes. Understanding taxes is the key to building wealth and, and keeping the money you make. So that was last week. This week, we're focusing on the stock market. Where are we at? Where's the stock market? Where are we going? How to approach it? How to invest in it? I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna give you the how tos. What you should do. I'm gonna give you what I'm doing and information I've learned, and you can do with it what you would like. So the stock market. Let Let's just cover that. You guys know what the stock market is. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is an accumulation of public companies where you can. Basically become a shareholder. You can own a company. If you own a share of Tesla, you're a part owner of Tesla. You, Elon, bunch of people are part owners of Tesla. That's pretty cool. The public owns companies. There's a whole, that's a whole like rabbit hole to go down, but that's just generally speaking. Now, I'll also say, it's my opinion, the stock market isn't a place where you're going to get rich. You don't just like invest in the stock market and get rich. When you look at wealthy people, they aren't like investing in wall street in the stock market and getting rich doing so they are that might they might own some stocks that might be a part of their diversified portfolio it's not bad to own stocks but no one's like yeah i just i was working my job and i invest in the stock market i just got like super wealthy i just became a millionaire like no of course you know there's you can get lucky stocks can hit it big and whatever but like no, it's a place to put your money where the average person can become an investor, can become an owner of a company publicly like Apple, Tesla, whatever, and can get their money starting to work for them. Where if you hold it in a savings account, you're going to earn no money. And if there's inflation happening, like we talked about in the last episode, inflation was eight nine percent last year, 8.2%, something like that. And that means if you had a hundred dollars sitting in a bank account in a checking or savings account, it was worth 92. It's worth 92 this year. Your money just decrease in value because of inflation, because the government's printing money. Now I'm putting in the stock market. The stock market can go up or down. It's volatile. It's been down in the last year. It's been down this year. We're going into economic winter. We're going into recession. The stock market usually leads the way. But over time, The stock market is a long-term investment vehicle it's you know people don't really beat the stock market you know there's a bunch of day traders out there there's hedge funds there's all the things like really really sharp people ray dalio you know founder one of the biggest hedge funds in the world he's going to do a little bit better than the market but generally No one's going to beat the market. And you, unless you become obsessed and put 10,000 hours in, are not going to beat the market. So don't try. Don't think like, oh, I heard this tip from so-and-so. Oh, and I'm going to get in and out. Oh, like, no. Just get educated on it. Understand it's for the long term. Understand it's where you put your money and it may go up or down in the interim. But over time, in the next 10 years, it's going to be up. Because in the last 100 years, the stock market has gained like on average, I think like 7%. And I'm not a guru or professional in the stock market. I actually don't love it as an investment vehicle. It's a small portion of my portfolio. I like real estate better. I like other things better. I like investing in my own business. I like investing in my personal development, going to conferences, hiring a coach, different things like that. However, it can enable the average person to get their money working for them. So... What are ways to do that? 401k typically invests in the stock market. You can have open up your own account on things like Robinhood. I'll, I'll I'll talk about that stuff later. You can get a financial advisor, all the things. But let's when we think about the stock market, it's not where you're gonna get rich. You can accumulate money there. You can have your money multiply and grow there, but you're not gonna get rich there. But you can have it where your money's working for you. It's a long-term mindset vehicle, you're not gonna beat the market. It enables the average person to put their money to work. Now, how do we do this? How do we get into the stock market? You need an account, a brokerage account. There's this day and age, it's super easy. You used to have to like go to TD Ameritrade or Fidelity and like go into the branch and open, you know, an account with them. And you had a stock advisor, financial, all the things. Now, like what I do, I have the Robinhood app. It's free. I trade for free. I can see what my portfolio is. I can trade in and out in an instant. It's super easy. However, I've researched and I somewhat know what I'm doing. If you have no idea, you shouldn't just go start buying stocks just because you like the companies. They may be way overvalued, they may be undervalued. So ways to get into the stock market, you can do it through a financial advisor. They're gonna help you get in a stock market. They're gonna understand your your risk profile, where you're at, your goals, all the things. And they're gonna do it kind of for you, basically. And you're gonna pay for that. That's a premium, obviously, right? And good financial advisors are worth their salt. Like they get paid based on their performance and how well they do. However, they also get paid in a down market when your money's losing money. Um, and that's going to happen in the stock market. Like you're going to lose money some years, but more often than not, you're going to gain money. And over time, if you're in the stock market for the next 40 years, you're probably going to earn a- on average 7% a year. If you earn 7% a year, I think it takes 10 years for your money to double. Not bad. Not You're not going to go buy a jet by doing that. But not bad versus if you didn't put it, if you put it in a savings account, your money would be, you know, the same. It wouldn't double. And that's due to compound interest, compound growth. If you don't know what compound interest is, Google it, read the Investopedia definition. It's like the eighth wonder of the world. It's how you get your money working for you, it's just how to build wealth. Okay. So you can get a financial advisor. You can do it on your own. And guess what? Most financial advisors aren't going to beat the general market trends. Like They're going to know what to do. They're going to diversify, but they're not like people don't beat the market. Like people don't beat Vegas. People don't beat the market. They're going to generally follow the trends generally. Yeah. Ray Dalio, some real top-notch guys that make it their livelihood to study trends and people in the market. Like they might do a little better and they're going to be paid accordingly. That's why he's a billionaire or probably he's probably a billionaire. Me, what I do, I trade on my own. So I use the Robinhood app. I'll drop a link. There's a referral link. I think we each get like 5 bucks to trade. That's pretty cool. I trade on my own. So I've never been interested in the stock market. I've never been interested in researching stocks and PE ratios and all the things. Like I love numbers and math and making money and finance and the economy. I just have never been interested in the stock market. It's never really... I've been drawn to it. However, I understand it's a good part of a diversified portfolio. Like I'll have stocks, but I think five years ago, I had about 15,000 in the stock market. I was just putting a little bit in, a little bit in, and I took it out and I opened up an infinite banking policy with that. Or no, I opened up our uh, Broco, an investment company with two friends. And we made our first investment with that. And it was actually a venture capital deal, which is far riskier, but far more reward. Could go to zero, could 10X or 20X. It's actually doing really well. Wow. That investment this day, like three, four five years down the road. Anyways, I got out of the stock market for a while. And guess what? The stock market has been up through, even through 2020, through the pandemic In the last five years has been up and the last year it's been down, but still over the last five years it's been up, I think like 60% or something, which is on average 12% a year, which is pretty dang good. But I got out of the stock market, but I, earlier this year, I realized I looked in the stock market, the S&P 500, which is the biggest index, it's like 500 of the largest public companies in the US. It's a major index. The Dow Jones industrial average is like the overall stock market pretty much. And the S&P 500 is 500 of the biggest public companies. And it it generally follows the market. So I think the S&P 500 was down like 20, 25% overall. I started to see stocks like Tesla, Apple, these big Companies that were down 30% plus tech stocks were getting crushed. And I'm like, huh. Okay, they were probably inflated last year because people were getting stimulus checks. They were buying Apple. They were whatever. Ever there was money to go around. And now that winter time's coming, people are scared that fear drives the market. And so they're trading away. They're trading out. They're trading out of things. And app big company, Apple, Tesla, these stocks were down like 30% from their highs of last year. Now, they might have been artificial highs, but I still looked at that just logically and was like, huh, should I get back into the market? Is stuff on sale now? I believe the stock market is going to continue to go down. And it's actually been up in the last like week as of this, the release of this, as of July. July, I think stocks are up, but the six months prior to that, they've been down like 15, 20% or so overall. And that's, again, because last year, there was inflation, they were inflated, they were higher than they should have been. So they're coming down to a more normal level. But I think they're going to continue to drop. And we're going to get into a strategy on how to get into the stock market and how to invest called dollar cost averaging. So anyways, I started just utilize pay yourself first, right? So, I put on automatic investments. Now, I picked some stocks, but I also put into index funds. If you don't want to go research and understand stocks, maybe you want to pick a few. Maybe you like Apple or Tesla or Google or whatever, Amazon. Throw some in there, but also understand, do some research. Be like, is this a good buy? There's people out there that are going to recommend buy this or sell it. There's free information out there. Do a little bit of research before you go invest in any stock. But Generally, you can invest in ETFs or index funds, and that's where it's going to follow general indexes or follow the market. That's a good place just to start. If you don't know anything and don't want to research, just get Robinhood and put it in there or get a financial advisor and pay for them. But I started to invest in certain yeah, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Netflix, Tesla. Again, I'm not giving you advice. This is just what I did as information. I started to see how much they were down. So I started to put money into it. I thought, huh, these might go down further but they're th- down 30% from their high. Will they get back to that that high? Yeah, most likely. So that's going to be a gain of me for 30 of 30%. Now they might go down another 10% before they start to go back up, but that's why I'm going to dollar cost average. So where is the stock market now? I think as of the end of June it was down like 20% the S&P, the Dow Jones, just about that. I'm not going to drop like exact numbers here. And like I said in July, it's kind of, it's gone up. I actually do have something that opened here. In July, it's gone up. So in the last month, S&P 500 is up 6.6%. Yeah. Year to date, the S&P is down 15%. So as of June, the s and was down 20, 21%. Now it's only down 15 because it's bounced back You know, 6% in the past month. So stocks have been back on the rise. Now, that doesn't mean they're just going to keep going up from here. It's just for whatever reason, you know, interest rates are rising. There's all sorts of things. The war in Ukraine and Russia, there's all sorts of different factors that go in. But overall, fear is going to dictate. When people start to get fearful, they pull their money out. They save, they hoard, they, I need my money. They pull out and there's group think. Everyone starts to pull out. You know what wealthy people do in, in these recessions and these down economies, what I covered on the last. Episode, go back and listen. If you haven't, they build liquidity. They have cash to invest. Holding cash is useless. Hold saving money is useless. It does nothing. Money is only valuable when it's in use. And it's in use when you buy something or when you invest in something. That's how you use money. Otherwise, money is worthless to you. Only when you use it. Sitting in a savings account, worthless. Now it's that security blanket. It's there for me. Guess what? Billionaires, Grant Cardone, he barely has cash. Now, he has jets and houses that he could sell and generate cash, yes. But he, he, at the end of each year, buys stuff, buys jets, depletes his cash accounts, and is like, okay, one, I'm going to pay less taxes. Two, I'm hungry now. I got to go build. My back's against the wall. I got no cash. I got no liquidity. Warren Buffett, though, and I don't know this exactly, but I know generally, he's smart. He's the best investor maybe ever. He's building liquidity right now because he knows everyone's going to get scared in the economic winter stocks are going to go down and guess what this is what i how i look at it they're going to be on sale stocks are on sale when i looked and saw stocks down apple down 30% i'm like that's on sale tesla's down 30% that's on sale now it's not guaranteed elon might go crazy and fly to space and not buy twitter and be america's most wanted and tesla could go bankrupt probably wouldn't happen but then the stock would go to zero and you'd lose money that can happen is stock market is volatile probably not going to happen but there's no guarantees, right? So the stock market is on sale right now, but it's probably going to continue to go down. So how do we, what do we do? The stock market is up 6% in the last month. Is it going to keep going up? Is it going to go down? Where is it going? Probably we haven't seen economic winter yet. We're just kind of going, transitioning from fall and it's starting to get colder for all my people that live in the Northeast or somewhere there's four seasons. In Southern California, there's not four seasons. It's a little seasonal, but it doesn't get cold. So- Anywhere where there's four seasons, we're at in like October economically, where it's like the nights are starting to get cool, days can be cool, the sun isn't showing up as much. We're not in winter yet. Winter's coming. So with winter coming, the stocks are probably gonna, you know, continue to go down. For how long? I don't know. The average recession lasts about what was it, six months or so? 12 months, 18 months, 18. I I dang, I had this, I had that fact and I forgot it. I'm gonna have to look it up. You can look it up. Just look up. How long does the average recession last? About 18 months. And what some people think, and makes sense to me, but I don't know for sure. I can't tell the future. We've been in such a bull economy, an up economy, for like since 08, 14 years. So the average bull market is like only like five to seven years. So we've had like double the time. So does that mean we'll have like double the recession? Could we be in recession for two, three years, four years? Yeah, maybe. I hope not. But there's a lot of opportunity in recession. A lot of people have pain points. You can go solve them. That's how entrepreneurs and wealthy people think. What pain points can I solve? What problem can I solve in the world? There's way more problems in economic winters. Most, A lot of really amazing businesses started in recessions. It's how the world works. Anyway, so where's the stock market going? Probably down, but don't know for sure. Now, what to do? This is what I'm doing. You do whatever. I'm dollar cost averaging. I'm paying myself first in dollar cost averaging, aka I'm putting automatic money into the stock market every week. With I'm picking a few different stocks, but also index funds. I'm gonna follow the general market, and I'm gonna pick a few stocks that I like: Apple and Tesla and Amazon and Google and stuff. Would I look at stocks that are gonna be around and the companies that are gonna be around the next twenty years? Companies that are innovative, that keep going, that have been through economic winners that stay ahead of the market, that adapt and change, that have great leadership, those types. If you aren't willing to understand that and do the research, don't go pick stocks and expect anything, but also just invest in the market generally. So what is dollar cost averaging? It's basically putting automatic buys or investments into the stock market. Like for example, I do every week, I pick a few stocks and I do like 50 to hundred bucks in them. So I know, let's say I picked five positions at a hundred bucks each. That's $500 a week. That's, let's say there's four weeks in a month. $2,000 a month I know is going into the stock market. Now that's liquid. I could get that. I could trade out right now and make all of that cash. That's the good thing about the stock market is liquid. So I know 2,000 of my dollars are every month are going into the stock market. I don't even, I can't spend it. It's just going, it's automatic. So that I'm paying myself first. It's just, I'm not even seeing it. It just goes in there. Now it's still mine. It's an asset and I'm hoping it's going to grow and it's an investment. I can pull it out if I needed it, but I'm dollar cost averaging. So what I would encourage people to do is look into this, is set and forget, is put $25 into four stocks every week or two weeks or whatever is $10, $50, $100, $1,000, position is financially, I would invest 10 to 20 to 30% of your paychecks, invest them. And don't look at it every day or think, where am I in six months? Think, where will I be in three years and six years and five years and 10 years, especially for younger people? If, you know, if, if you're in your 60s, your horizon's a little different. You're thinking about retirement different. You're different. I'm 33. I think about it differently. So you got to know your investment goals, your 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 principles and where you're at in life but dollar cost averaging let's in layman's terms it's just putting money in the market in the stock market at automatic intervals and when you do that you it, you don't have to time the market you're not like oh is it up or is it down you just buy every week so you're following the general trend of the market you don't have to worry about oh my gosh Apple was just up 10%, so I have to wait for it to go back down to buy it and you try and time the market. You're not going to do that well. You're just you're just not. So what's dollar cost averaging on Investopedia, a great finance website? Inve- it says, investing can be challenging. Even experienced investors who try to time the market to buy at the most opportune moments can come up short. Oh, that's what I said too. Dollar cost averaging is a strategy that can make it easier to deal with uncertain markets by making purchases automatic. It also supports an investor's effort to invest regularly so it's going to make it automatic and consistent it's going to make you be an investor and you can just set it up once you can set and forget if you want or you can check in on it or you can adjust here and there dollar cost averaging involves investing the same amount of money in a target security at regular intervals over a certain period of time regardless of price by using dollar cost averaging investors may lower their average cost per share and reduce the impact of volatility on their portfolios. In effect, this strategy eliminates the effort required to attempt to time the market to buy at the best prices. So let's just say you you believe in Apple. You believe Apple's going to be here 20 years from now. It's going to be more valuable. They're going to keep innovating, coming out with the best products and have great leadership and all the things. And you're like, I believe in Apple. I'm going to do a little research, but do people, is it over, you know, is it overpriced? Is it priced right? Is it underpriced? Are people suggesting to buy, hold, sell? What? Anyways, I'm going to put $25 a week into Apple every week from my checking account. Set it up automatically. I'm going to download the Robinhood app for free, and I'm going to trade for free, and I'm just going to invest in in Apple. That means you're investing $25 every week. You know what's going to happen? As long as Apple doesn't go out of business, if it goes bankrupt tomorrow, you're screwed, and that's the risk you take. Probably not going to happen. 10 years from now, if you put $25 every week into Apple... It's going to grow, it's going to grow, it's going to grow on itself because that money you're putting in is going to earn money and it's going to make money on itself. It's called compound interest and it's going to grow and it's going to go. I wish I had a calculation here to show you what that would probably end up being, but it would be pretty awesome. Let's see, $100 a month, $1,200 a year. There's 52 weeks a year, $1,400 a year times 10. You would invest $14,000, but if it only gains 7%, you know, money doubles every ten years. It, you'd probably be closer to twenty five thousand dollars in ten years from now if you just put twenty five dollars a month into Apple. Probably more than that because Apple's probably going to go up more than seven percent a year. And that's just back of the envelope, like high level math. Don't quote me on that. Ten years from now, you're hitting up hitting me up on Instagram. I, I probably still have a wellness way to handle. Wait, I invested in Apple. It's it's not worth twenty eight. It's worth thirty eight. You were wrong. Don't don't quote me. You know what's great about podcasts and content? It's evergreen. Someone might be listening to this in 2030. What up? What up, man? How are you? What's life like? Are there flying cars yet? Okay, anyways, back to the subject. So dollar cost averaging, it's a way to pay yourself first. It's a way to solidify you're an investor and you're a consistent investor. What do you invest in? Companies that will be here 20 years, index funds, Google index fund. mainly you should invest in index funds or get an advisor or if you want to do Robinhood, the app and just pick a few stocks there's great things where's my phone oh it's i'm going live on facebook there you can literally like top most popular etfs electronically traded funds most popular index funds most popular crypto most popular stocks like what there's literally categories and you can pick don't Expect it only to go up. It's going to go down probably over the next six, 12, 18 months, but you're going to get in at discounted prices, in my belief, because five years from now, the stock market and most of these stocks are going to be higher than they are today, which means you got in at a lower price, which means your money grew on itself. So, what to invest in companies that will be here in 20 years, index funds, and maybe companies you like. And that should be, you know, the most of it should be like if you don't know a lot. Have it be safer stuff, index funds. If you want to pick the Apple, the Tesla, the whatever company you like, or your uncle told you there was this stock was going to blow up, do a little bit in that. But something you're willing to be like, you know what? If it's a high opportunity, like, oh, that that penny stock, don't put something in there you're willing to lose and go to zero. And it might grow, but I wouldn't focus on the get rich quick schemes. I would also encourage you to do your research. Don't go in blind. Like, that's why people are losing in crypto. They don't know what crypto is. They just see it on Instagram. And they're like, oh, everyone's buying Bitcoin. I'm in my 20s and making some money. I'm going to invest in crypto. Oh, now you're down 60%. Damn, that sucks. Because you didn't know what you were doing. Because you didn't understand it. Because you didn't understand it was a fad market. It was inflated. It's not to say blockchain isn't good technology. I believe it is. I believe crypto will be a thing. I believe it's on sale right now. I believe 10 years from now, it'll be more valuable than it is today. Thus, it's probably worth investing in, is my opinion. It's my information that I believe, not advice. But when you're just like, oh, I'm just going to put all my money in Bitcoin, you're like, oh man, I put in 10,000 now it's worth 5,000. You didn't do your research, you went in blind, you were following fads and trends and Instagram and memes. Don't get your investment advice from memes. Do your research. At the very least, talk to someone who knows what they're doing, follow them, have a mentor. So do your research. Don't just go in blind or pay someone who does their research. Pay a financial advisor, pay a firm, whatever. So yeah, to wrap it up, the stock market, I think might go down further, but I think it's on discount now. And you can hire an advisor. It's a great way to just get in and start investing. It's probably one of the easiest ways to invest. I love the Robinhood app. I'll drop the link in the show notes and I'll share it on Instagram. I think we each get five bucks if you sign up and do a trade and you can just trade in and out like that. But let me know if this was helpful. If this was helpful, will you share it with someone, your spouse, your buddy, whoever, share it on your social media stories. And I appreciate you guys. That's a wrap for today. That's the stock market. That's dollar cost averaging. I hope you learned something. We'll catch you next time. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.